The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight. With me tonight are Sue Timberlake. Hey there! And uh, the inimitable Mr. Roberts running the board and possibly even chipping in a bit. Had to think of of an adjective, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Chief Justice, I think we did last week, didn't we? (laughs) Chief Justice Justice Roberts. The Honorable. (laughs) Jesus. The Unmentionable. Yes, Stefan did that. Stefan's not with us tonight. Yes, well. He's traveling. The- he uh, is very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, with. Oh, oh, net neutrality. Yeah, right. um, saving the internet. So, <laughs> yeah. Godspeed, young soldier. And, uh, uh, and I'll be away for a couple of weeks because I'm uh, going to visit friends in Mexico. Excellent. So, uh, try to get back before the wall gets up. Right, yes. Uh, or I'll, I'll bring a little you know, chisel and carve my way through. So um, if you want to get in touch with us during the show, we'd love to hear from you. Well, we'd love to hear from you anytime, but during the show even is great. Um, We have some listeners who actually uh, uh, do comment and let us know uh, things that we don't know, which makes the show better. We appreciate that. So uh, you can reach us in a few different ways uh, via email. It's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. And finally, uh, you can tweet at us at civilpoliticsfm on the Twitters. Uh, we do also have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, with links to previous episodes of the show, uh, links to things we talk about, supplemental episodes and stuff like that, and uh, other assorted goodies. So, uh, yeah. We sorry we we did have a couple supplementals that um, that we have not posted though those will be going up, going up shortly. Oh great, great! <clears throat> Keep us busy. I may actually uh, try and do one from Mexico since I'm gonna be kind of inspired thinking about the border wall and bleep whole countries and so forth. Uh, <laughs> I think it, they I named, think I'm just crying. Yes, he, he named El Salvador, not Mexico. <laughs> um, Haiti and Af- African nations. Yes, but he's uh, there's some kerfuffle. The the government of Mexico just issued a formal protest of some kind today, and I don't remember what it was for now. Uh, the UN, the uh, agency of the UN, put made a formal protest. So it's not just Mex- Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this government of South Africa protested about the you know, bleep hole comments, too, so. But uh, in the meantime, so uh, uh, I don't want to get into too much of the, the tribal tit-for-tat fighting, but... Uh, Five hours till showtime. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> partial government shutdown is uh, coming down the pike. Um, and it's all about, like, whose fault it is. Oh, and God. I, 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 I got to say, I'm kind of confused, like... The Democrats don't want to vote for it. They don't want to vote for a continuing budget resolution because they want. I, I'm like, like the, the Republicans threw in a sweetener 
and it's the Children's Health Insurance Program, which the Democrats really want. I'm like, I don't understand why that's not enough. good enough. Like, like they've thrown them a bone. Now, see, if you watch C-SPAN, you would have seen Nancy Pelosi on C-SPAN. You haven't seen much of her on the news because she's standing Steny Hoyer instead. But she was talking to some group at... Um, in the in the Congress, and she said, "So you take a little pile of dog poop, and you make it into a nice little pile, and then you put a cherry on the top, and that's what this is—a chocolate sundae." She said, "They're calling it a chocolate sundae. They strip stuff out of chip. My guys stripped stuff out of chip. So when they extended it for six years, they also partially dismantled it." Oh, okay. So it's not just continuing resolution and to make sure the democrats vote you know don't fight yeah. us about it we'll renew this project program they put they a like. cherry on top of a they, little they, they, <laughs> poop pile they <laughs> according to your minority leader in the house, in well, this house. so so in other words they, they took like the the uh uh, uh rich banquet of 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 chip and they replaced it with ersatz stuff uh, yeah. i guess now that's according to your guys my theory is, I was telling John before the show, my theory is, you know you know who created CHIP, right? Who fought for it in Hillary Arkansas. Hillary Clinton was, uh, was a big champion of it. She actually... Not the only one, but... It, it, she dragged it but, sort of like Elizabeth Warren created the consumer, consumer product. product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consumer Hillary, finance, Hillary Clinton almost single-handedly. She got allies and sponsors, but she dragged it, and she took it again and again after her health plan failed. So maybe it's my guy's... Just um, basically, um, yeah. Then that's <clears throat> that's the petty tribalism of it. I mean, there there comes a point where it's like, do you yeah. know Washington? <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> spent much time there. But it's like I I I get it. But it's like Hillary Clinton's. She's like she's not in Congress anymore. She's a grandmother. She's not in office. She's, she's a grandmother. She's just yeah. She's she's a you know she's a woman of retirement age. <laughs> hey, careful now. <laughs> well, I mean, she is. She's she's sixty five or more, or a right? guy or a guy of retirement age. So is the, the president. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm saying she's a woman of retirement age, with no. Hold on. The president isn't a woman of retirement age. We're not sure. Do, do we know? Uh, there was a medical exam just recently, so I'm pretty oh, right. sure it's been confirmed that he's he's a dude. Um, yeah. 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 Biologically, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But you know, my my point is. She's just a, you know, a quote-unquote senior citizen, a private citizen now. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, like, th- there's no fight to be had there anymore, you know? Well, but She's you out of politics. A, you need and, a boogeyman. And it's a useful, it's a yeah. good program. Oh, it's, it's a very well, it was very well thought out I, and really important when it passed. And it's been renewed, you know, every year ever since. So Yeah. And it was, uh, why did they have to renew it this year? Oh, it's just straight budget stuff. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's just the budget. It's just a budget thing. Because there gotta, is they no got to allocate the money. Yeah, yeah, there is no budget, and so they're just doing these little short-term continuing resolutions, which is map you know math straight back to what you already have. Hmm. So, something they're doing differently, according to the press, which depending on who you believe, this this time if we shut down the government, they're going to try and keep the parks open. Well, that's what people <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, but they are shutting down Panda Cam. I did. I did see that in a Reuters article, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the end times are here. There's no more panda pics. And guess what else they're shutting down? Pandas is? are useless, <laughs> but they are cute. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your point? <laughs> Let if if they can't procreate themselves, bye. That's, that's extinction. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> if they can't procreate themselves after us pushing them together, then that's that's. I, 
Okay. I can't. I can't get up. I can't I, get up so to care for it. I, I think that. I think the situation is that like living in captivity. If you're a panda, really kind of stinks. Mm. So well, you, no. Uh, they are. It's hard for them to procreate in general. Mm. It, it, more so in captivity, but uh, in the wild, they they don't screw that much. Can I extrapolate oh. from your comment, genre that you, you don't believe that health plans should have uh, in vitro and all that stuff for people who are infertile? That's different. Oh, that's people. Okay. Those are voters for one thing. Oh, okay. That's not that it's it's not that they don't try to procreate. It's just not successful. It's just not successful. If pandas are humping all over the place and nothing's happening, then yeah. How give me. Yeah. Okay, good. T- I just want to make sure I understood your panda politics. So. <laughs> Yes. I'm really I'm really into international politics. I I can see that. So um, And 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 panda porn really. Yeah. You know, just just Who honest. isn't? Yeah. Uh, that's true. I mean, who isn't? <laughs> on a on a more serious note, the IRS actually is going to kind of shut down. And so Oh, that's fantastic. They're not going to be able to redo the tax reform tables. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, isn't that funny? I thought of all the things that, you know, yeah, so... And they can't answer your phone, and we're going right into the tax season, so... Excellent. That that That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, so... Um, I don't want to sort of just go into, like, you know, oh, whose fault is it, but... Um, whose fault is it? <laughs> well, like... My party owns everything. I was going to say, like, like, is there... A, how much of this is really like the Democrats actually wielding power, and how much of this is just the Republicans can't Look, are, are are you know being the Keystone cops? Lindsey Graham and a couple other Republicans aren't voting for it either. Well, there you go then. Yeah, so there's a handful. That, right. So and they needed nine, ten. Would, John and I could well, try to figure out they, the math. Well, they wanted to get to sixty so that there wouldn't be a filibuster. Well, it is. It's not a. It's not a reconciliation. They need sixty. Well, no, they only need a majority unless somebody actually filibusters. No, they need they need ten Democrats. Well, they need eight Democrats, Democrats and all the Republicans. No, no. McCain's Doug, no. out. McCain's out. And right. Doug Jones is in. Yeah, we were Doug Jones has actually it, been seated. You missed us before the show. John and I were doing the math trying to figure oh, out. Oh, has Doug, <laughs> Doug Jones has actually taken his seat? I think he did take his seat. Okay. So, yeah. You're right. So so yes. Yeah, so they it's actually do need fifty one forty nine. And so it's fifty forty nine. It's fifty forty nine, and the the vice president could make a tie, <laughs> right? But so, so but it's sixty. But they need sixty. Well, they only need sixty if they need to break a filibuster. No, the budget actually takes sixty. Oh, it actually specifically the rules require sixty, regardless. Yeah, it's only when you're reconciling two very similar bills that you can do well, it with fifty. No, but I mean this. Well, budget. No, bills. no. When it comes to budget reconciliation, the point is that. No filibuster is allowed in the Senate during budget reconciliation. That's why a simple and that's a works. different thing than passing a CR. This, well, I, I this agree. This has never been I, I passed agree. before. No, I I'm agree. I'm just saying it's a different kind of legislation. I, I agree, and that's and that's the point. Yeah. But I'm saying um, <clears throat> they only need sixty if they actually have to have a cloture vote. So if there's no filibuster to break, then they don't actually need sixty. I, I believe I'm just you're wondering. Wrong. So I'm not. That's why you need 60 votes. That's the whole point. It's for a motion of cloture. No, there are certain bills that take um, two thirds. Uh, okay, but two thirds is 66. It is 66. You're right. Not 60. That's so, true. Yeah. 
So, and, and I think I think it, I think it basically comes down to a declaration of war. It's the only thing we need sixty six votes for in the Senate, isn't it? Two thirds in the Senate. All kinds of things. Yeah. All kinds of things. Well, I know it's I know war, but yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so so they need they need some Democrats, I guess is the short. Well, I guess the, I guess the question is if the Democrats are willing to gum up the works with a filibuster, then yes, they need some, but they need enough people to actually pass the motion of cloture, but. Which is what they call when it's like, you're shutting down debate, so now the filibuster is over. Like, if you can't pass that, then, you know, people can keep talking. So that's, that's the logic. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue to disagree. But um, there is supposed to be a vote tonight. I just heard it on one of the uh, public television stations. And John thought he heard that— In the Senate, a vote? And there's a, Senate, there's a vote in the Senate tonight. Just came out at, like, 6.30, they were saying. And John heard the same thing, but he, you heard a little different, right, John? Because it's John Cornyn, and he said a vote tonight, but you said he still thinks it won't go anywhere, right? I, I, I saw a quote that said um, that he, uh, he, he doesn't think that the, um, that there's a way forward right now, and that was, uh, like this afternoon, I think. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Breaking news at well, six thirty. Well, so if they, if they can't get, uh, if they can't pass a motion to close debate, then people can just keep talking. And yeah. you know. they're keeping everybody around for the weekend. Trump isn't going to his favorite vacation spot and all that. So obviously, somebody thinks something might happen. And this well, was, it looks bad if they don't. This is a nice piece from Reuters. It's not the best piece, but it's pretty good on the kinds of things oh. that will close. John was throwing a link up to that, I presume. Yep. Uh, the Reuters, um, what happens if the U.S. government shuts down? Yeah. And um, there's some other ones that I actually got the IRS stuff from and the Panda Cam from because mm-hmm. I thought that was important. But um, this is not absolute. This is a combination of what happened the last time mm-hmm. it closed and what um, Trump and other people have said they plan to do because there has been some yeah, it discussion. Really co- it really does come down to some extent like what you consider to be essential operations and so forth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so as as you said, the, uh, the, 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 the Republican Party controls both houses of Congress and the presidency, so... If there were any leadership to be had, that's where it would come from. Because if you're trying to get people to agree, that's a that's a negotiation. Even if you're the stronger party, you have to bring people in if you want them to vote. Mm. And that's really up to the party in power. In, the, in this case, my party's in power, both houses of Congress and the executive branch. So, I just I don't see how it can't bounce back on um, the Republicans. But last time when. The Republicans did it. Well, Obama was pretty good at getting them blamed for it. So yeah, so yeah, I think it just didn't happen. It didn't happen at a time that was close enough to the elections. And I think you know people's people sort of forgot how angry they were at the Republicans about it by the time. Yeah, because then the they voted for Republican. Yeah, they yeah, voted yeah. for the because it was 2013. It was was it 2013? The, the I thought it was 2015. Uh, the last shot shutdown October, oh, October 2013. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Reuters is right, but yeah. I'm just I'm just repeating what I read. What can I say? <laughs> so well, whatever you read, I guess. Yeah. So, so um, you know, it's interesting. So all the social security and disability checks, all that stuff, will continue to go out. People continue to be paid, but they may shut like the commissaries at um, army bases. And I think they should stop paying Congress. I think that should be the first checks that stop going out. I agree. But I don't know if a president can do that. It should, should, well, 
that's the kind of thing that like could be passed as a law or written into the regulations, you know. Well, the executive branch has discretion, just like they have discretion over um, who they um, go after in the Justice well, Department. Well, who, who they deem essential. So yeah, yeah. Though there's there's the uh, the comedy of deeming Congress non-essential, but well, and then do they come into work to finish their job so they get paid, yeah. or do they not? Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the, the logic of saying that uh, the uh, uh, members of Congress, you know, and, and say the president and the, and, and the cabinet need to get, you know, are, are not getting paid or something like that, but whatever. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, that's all I had on um, sort of the, what might happen in five hours. So the, the larger issue is that the, the argument seems to be... Um, that uh, the 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 Democratic Party wants uh, like an actual agreement hammered out about the uh, the the DACA recipients, the the Dream Act. Yeah, he wants. <clears throat> they want that. Um, they want that sewn up. Now uh, they're pushing to have that as included in the uh, continuing resolution. That's you know going to that they're they're putting to the vote tonight. Um, which isn't happening. Yeah, and the one they're putting to the vote tonight is actually, I think, a stripped-down version for five days. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I it don't, has much I, in it. I, I, I there's, could be there's, wrong. There's been a few different sort of yeah. discussions about that, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be possible for the Democrats and the Republicans to come to an agreement because there's a strong element in the Republican Party that is just virulently anti-immigrant. And they're the ones who are the strongest supporters for Donald Trump. So, like after after that televised meeting where he said, "Whatever you guys saw, you know, vote on, I'll sign it. Just you know, send to my desk, I'll sign it." And then he, you know, two days later, he's undermined he, it. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, but you know, we can't have dreamers." Yeah, you, know. you know, the who's the hero for me in this? Um, you'd probably be surprised. Is Mitch McConnell? Because he basically said, "We're not going to vote on anything until the president tells us what he wants." So he has to state what he wants, and then they will produce it. Yeah. Because I think he's sick and tired of starting down a path and uh, having it blown to smithereens. Well, and, and I, uh, that's kind of a, a fool's errand on McConnell's part, because what Donald Trump, more than anything else, wants is good headlines. So he wants to be able to sign a law, whatever it is. He, you know, he almost doesn't care, you know. But then he he blows it up again, and then he says yeah, he does he's, care. He's not very good at his job. Yeah. I think that's a, I think well, that's an important point. We'll see if Mitch McConnell has um, has basically um, pinned the tail on the donkey. Because if he gets something that Donald Trump will sign, it'll be a miracle. I think. Well, yeah. yes, yeah, that that's that's true. But um, uh, you know, it it's going to be really hard, I think, to get Trump to to do the the work to to work out what his position is in, in specific terms that he'll stick to and then, you know, tell people that. But because, the, you know, this is this is a guy who doesn't show up for work before 11 a.m. You know, this this is this is someone who has like, you know, three meetings a day or something like that. You know, he's, no, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard about the the five uh, hours a night that he sleeps. Well, you haven't heard about the whole thing about executive time. No. So apparently they've been building... What's your source? I just want to... I don't remember exactly where this got reported. But not it, on the internet, I hope. <laughs> well, it was on the internet because, you know, things that are, you know, the New York Times is on the internet, you know. I mean, like, even the even the stuff that's reliable will show up and you can look at its website. Um, but the, uh, the um, 
reporting has has, uh, has been that people have gotten hold of uh, reporters have gotten hold of the the real schedule, not the public schedule, and so it'll be like you know the president's day starts with like executive time from like eight a.m. to eleven a.m. and then he goes to the Oval Office and he has a couple of has a meeting and then he has more has lunch then more executive time and then another meeting and so forth and you know and then he knocks off for the day somewhere between four and six p.m. so he has a lot of you know executive time which apparently means watching tv and tweeting and calling people on the phone to complain yeah so i remember when george bush was um i forget where it was camp david or somewhere and it was like his the second george bush or the first the second and they were asking him uh, what he was doing and he said um calling foreign foreign leaders and a couple yeah. other things you know it's the most <laughs> was like yeah it's like no he's not <laughs> well i mean whatever you want to say about george w bush and i i'm still not a fan he still was a terrible president in many respects but i mean he did at least understand the idea of like it's a job you know like and he took a lot of vacation times but he was actually there at the office at like 6 a.m or something crazy did you ever hear them say and i could say this because i'm a republican yeah that he said it was um oh, what did he say it was a 24 by 7 job <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like um oh, seven seven days a month and it was just the funniest line because it it really was you know like just 24 hours a week and you know seven months a year or something like that it was very it was it was very self-deprecating it was very funny oh it was de- it was deliberate <laughs> yeah not a, not yeah. a mis- misunderestimation or no something, it was yeah. totally it was one of those th- <laughs> things that says yeah 20s are really important jobs 24 7 it's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24 hours a week seven months a year yeah all right well, that's about what he worked, so. You think? Uh, he also took a lot of vacation time. He did. Yeah, he did. I think he took almost a year's worth of vacation time. Most executives terms. I know, though, work their whole vacation. They are there. That's true. I've no- well, yeah, I've never known one not to. The, so. he, he, was, uh, he was notorious for liking to, to, to actually go out and do yard work and clear brush on his, on his ranch. So oh, w- I thought that was Reagan. No, I, my understanding is that... Uh, 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 the the second president Bush actually really liked to go out and do yard work and would make staffers go out with him, which they did not enjoy. It's true. <laughs> he uh, that was one of the the regular things that were that were shown when he was um, in Texas. He would be cr- clearing brush, driving around his truck with his dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean he he liked yeah. he liked taking care of his ranch. Yeah, that that was something he really enjoyed. Yeah. And nothing wrong, with which is one, which is not one of the things I ding him for. I mean, you know, I, he might have spent too much time there vacationing or whatever, if you want to argue about that. But, but you know, <laughs> now Clinton took his my vacation. dad liked yard work too. So <laughs> yeah, Clinton took his vacation in the Oval Office. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, just a a rewind. Um, Doug Jones is seated uh, as of January third. Thank you. Yeah, I Thank thought you. it was right after. I, I I knew that he. Oh, that's right. They wanted to pass the tax bill before he came in, but yeah. that's that's done because it's it's mid January now and time has passed. And yeah, um, well, also Happy New Year, everybody. I, as far as I can tell, uh, the sixty vote is is them trying to avoid a filibuster, uh, filibuster and they knew they Closure. just need an up and down vote. Well, I apologize yeah, but, then. I was wrong. Um, I, it's, it, the numbers are very hard to find on, like, I don't know why they, a lot of people aren't reporting, like, yeah. exactly what is needed, but I can't, I couldn't find it. Well, but the other thing is that they just announced at 710, uh, Mitch McConnell said that they're going to hold a, uh, uh, a vote to close 
um, debate, uh, debate. At, at 10 p.m. That's the motion of cloture. Yeah. Um, so. 10 so they're going to see if they can close it. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to see who... There, it's basically going to be a test vote, but yeah. the the ending of the debate is going to be um, voted on uh, at 10 p.m. and then uh, they're going to have a Soon vote after are. that at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw a thing this morning. They were saying that they were going to limit the debate to one hour. Yeah. <laughs> that went nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and yeah, like uh, 99, you know, gas bags. I mean, even the ones we like are still like you know talkers. You oh, know? they've been talking all day. I don't yeah, know. You know, yeah. if you turn on that's that's the House that's and what the they Senate. do. You know. Oh, and I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Elizabeth Warren, but you know that woman will talk both of your ears <laughs> off. You know. Well, you know what <laughs> I, I say that with respect. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like the whiny boy stuff. They're like, oh, the Republicans. They're the ones that when it was they were in power, blah blah blah, and then the you know the Republicans go, oh, the Democrats when they were in power, you know they wouldn't ever, and yeah. they just it's so hard to listen to. It's just such whining. It's horrible. It's it, horrible. There's almost like no backbone. I think that's what Congress is, right? There's well, um, so this was a, a sort of. I was talking with a friend of mine, and uh, 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 I don't know if he's listening, but uh, uh, here's a, here's a good idea of, of Pete's. Um, uh, oh, we do have to take a break shortly. So, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll tease this, I guess. But um, he was talking about how like norms of government are, are are you know it's important to have the laws, but there's also like the norms. It's like you know uh, 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 you know like like um, sorry, Merrick Garland was nominated by President Obama to sit in the Supreme Court, and the idea that like we're just not going to have a vote. It's like it's not even saying like we're going to have a discussion and then we'll vote him out because we're in control and we don't like him like that's not the issue it's like we're not even going to discuss him and like that's i mean i think it's treasonous well all right fair enough but it's certainly um and that's not party it's yeah but it's it is not technically a violation of the letter of the constitution no if you read the right they they they, it's not that they cannot do that it's like how can you do that that is so inappropriate and um, spirit of the law, I think, is yeah that kind of idea. Like the the norms, like this is this is you know this is how we do things. Now, this doesn't things the British legal system recognize those norms? We do it with case law, but I think precedents and so forth. Yeah, but I think um, in Britain too, it doesn't have to be specifically in the law. But here they'll say upskirting isn't a crime because we didn't write it into the law. Whereas in England they would say that I, comes under I the general rubric. I of, am not enough familiar enough with, yeah. with the the vast extent of British legal history yeah. and case history. I think history it's a and, very different approach than yeah. we take. Well, I, here, here's the thing. You know the fam- You know the phrase, you know, since time immemorial, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Okay, so, like, that's a great turn of phrase. It's very poetic, you know. It's, since it, the it's Magna eloquent. Carta? <laughs> no, but it actually has a very, it has a specific and defined meaning in British law because it refers to a specific date before which they don't have records. So it's a specific term of art. Right. Okay. It, it, it's like it has a specific meaning. When you say since time immemorial, <laughs> you mean like before. This is this was already the case when records started in, you know, 1312 or whenever. I don't remember what it is. It's, it's the kind of thing. You went so since time immemorial, we are getting hotter and hotter. And that right. would be correct in England, but here it wouldn't be. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, we don't use that term because, you know, there is no point in the history of the United States of America 
for which the records are gone. But te- but temperature is one that really started with the birth of our nation. So, sure, sure. You know, uh, the, the, collecting. That's, that you're, you're switching to science from, from <laughs> law, but I'm, I'm just pointing it out. So, like, there are, you know, British legal terms are, are uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole sort of thing about British common law that is not something that, that we deal with here in this country. Um, but... Um, well, uh, we're going to take a, a, a break shortly, um, but I'll, I'll tease you with coming back. Um, a friend of mine made the, to me made an interesting case for why we as a nation were lucky to have Joseph McCarthy uh, do what he did in the 1950s. Oh, I want to hear this. I know you do. <laughs> so uh, I'll probably butcher it, but uh, but I'll give it a shot. This is my dubious face. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, Mm. yes. Anyway, it's an argument. But uh, we'll be back with more civil politics again in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo from Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzer. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ash from Brass House, Turns on Fell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, huh, let's see. 
tea for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Huh. Welcome uh, back to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still with Genre and Sue. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> and hi. Hi. <laughs> so... Uh, I can't remember exactly why I started to make this point. Something about, like, the norms of government and the Trump administration really being and terrible your at its job. And my, my, friend, yeah. my friend Peter had this uh, really interesting observation, um, which I, I gave a similar sort of, like, quirked eyebrow to. Yeah. Um, but his point was, like, as, as we recall, Senator Joseph McCarthy, uh, 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 famous demagogue uh, from the 1950s here in the United States and uh, had those those hearings and uh, uh, blacklist uh, the and blacklist and 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 ruined ha- all kinds of people and, and had some people running scared of him and then it just sort of collapsed but people stood up to him in public and suddenly the tables turned and people sort of saw him as like a sort of a, a, a sweating uh, uh, out of control kind Pariah. of pathetic <laughs> alcoholic you know who was just sort of willing to say anything to to get ahead. Um, And my friend's argument was, like, in a nutshell, like, we're lucky because, in a real sense, he was sort of like the sort of the first stab at, like, a sort of a a modern-day fascist demagogue type in America. Good point. Yeah. And he was terrible. Yeah. He was just an embarrassing failure. And but because it was had, communism, he got real mileage out of it. Well, sure. But, I mean, communism and, and you know, McCarthy was not actually a fascist. I mean, you know, like, all kidding aside, Republicans are not actually fascists. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, in, in cleared case, that in up. In case anyone was unclear. But, and he wasn't promoting that kind of an ideology. But, like, the, the, the opposition between sort of communism and sort of a more uh, – uh, 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 law and order approach, uh, sort of the the more that's sort of the 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 milder spectrum of like the communist fascist, you know, dichotomy. The sort of the argument that dominated the the world in the 30s and 40s was sort of the like democracy is failing. What's coming next? Communism and fascism. Which will win? And so, yeah. um, even after we beat the crap out of the fascists, the communists still sort of were clinging for a while. And and I'm sorry, this is getting sort of a field, but like one of the ways that the communist governments in Europe, like the East Germans you know, justified their reign for decades was like, well, you know, we, we, we beat the fascists. You know, they were bad and we beat them. So, yeah. but anyway, so just the argument that like, when we have like this populist demagogue 
who our system eventually can take care of it. Well, well, is that the is that the 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 lesson? Uh, it's uh, certainly it's it's one way to look at it. But another way to look at it is, you know, he was just really bad at it. He was, you know, like a mumbling, you know, obvious like like I've seen, you know, if you look footage of him, like he's obviously really drunk and uncomfortable and looks almost like he's going through withdrawal the way he's sort of sweating and stammering and. You, you ever know. seen Nixon under the lights? Yeah, no. Nixon. <laughs> he would sweat too. When I was a child, I didn't understand. I, R- Richard Nixon really worried me. I didn't understand why the grown-ups were listening to him. There seemed like there was something wrong with him. So, like the idea that there were millions of people in this country who had great faith in Richard Nixon just baffles me. You know, people like strong leaders. In no way did he seem like a strong leader to me as a four-year-old. Yeah, he seemed like a like a like a desperate, untrustworthy man. Yeah. Um, people are powerful because of what the ruthlessness they're willing to do sometimes. I guess. And that's, that's the arena that, uh, McCarthy lived in. I might've also been smarter as a four year old than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) I was so much older than I'm younger than that now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, regardless, but like the, the idea that we were lucky in part because, uh, you know, the the first person to, you know, post-World War II to come along who might have become that kind of populist demagogue was so terrible at it. And in a way, we're lucky now that Donald Trump is terrible at actually running things. You know, if he was a competent, ruthless administrator, I mean, you know, like Joseph Stalin, terrible human being uh, and certainly dissolved later in life, but knew how to actually run, you know, run a horrible totalitarian state with millions of dead people and and willing to pile up the bodies. But he knew how to hang, hold on to power and, you know, actually drive the forces of government to an agenda. That is not Donald Trump. You know, you might be surprised where he's driving it. Well, I if he's driving it, it's more sort of like he's he's only got like an elbow on the steering wheel and he's busy tweeting and not really looking where he's going kind of thing. Uh, I, I, I think he's going to turn out to be more effective than people have realized. Well, and I don't mean this is another one of those arguments that we can have. So you tell me what you think, why you say that? Because, you know, of course you're wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) except, except you may be right. Why do you, what do you see as, as effective about him? Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Because with all his distractions and misbehaviors and miscalculations, you look at what's actually happening and they are dismantling. They are dismantling the administrative state. They are changing our relationship to other countries in the world. Did you hear? They was are doing m- a lot of damage, yeah. Did you hear, uh, Mass? I'm not characterizing as damage. I'm just sort of, I'm staying immoral at the moment, I guess. Actually, amoral. I'm willing to call it damage. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> call it damage. That's fine. Um uh, Mattis today said that our biggest concern is not the terrorists, it's China and Russia. I. That was in the news in today. In terms of the, 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 the state-level realpolitik, I have to agree with him. Yeah, but the military, that's going to be their, their, their focus. Well, that's an easy focus. Trump loves a good parade. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Sorry, President there was something Trump. else. Yeah, something else which i just forgotten. But, you know, a lot of the dismantling that's going on, the real... Changes to the tax system. Changing the, changing the tax code. Um, uh, gutting, uh, putting people like Ryan Zinke in charge and allowing offshore drilling along gutting, most states. Gutting the, um, gutting Obamacare, not not the front way, which is the way he was trying to do it, but by dismantling the individual mandate. In the tax code, yeah. Pulls one of the financial 
um, mm-hmm. the actuarial actually actuarial out of it because that mm-hmm. means young people who are healthy will make other choices. So there's yeah. there's a bunch of things he's doing, and if you look at them as chaotic as it seems, they're all in the same direction. And that's why I say I think we're going to wake up. And some of our listeners have said that. Why do you talk about the hi- the headlines? Talk about what's actually, I, you know, what's I, actually happening at the, I, at the I, I agency level. Uh, well, there are and a whole bunch of there. There have been some ludicrously bad judicial nominees that have been laughed out and and withdrawn their names. But you know, he's put in like a couple of dozen judges. I think young judges, at judges, young yeah. uber conservative people yep. who you know. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't think it's what you personally believe in, but apparently it's the orthodoxy of the Republican Party. You know, like women do not have a right to control their reproductive rights. Uh, uh, immigrants don't have rights. You know, uh, uh, workers shouldn't be able to unionize. Like all these things that are objectively terrible for, the uh, uh, you know, prisoners from, don't deserve relief. From, from your them. perspective. I'm st- yeah. yeah. Well, I, 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 we may disagree on a woman's yeah. right to choose, I, I yeah. suppose. Actually, I don't disagree on that. But I'm just saying that to <laughs> characterize all the judges, I'm just saying that's, that— That's the I'm, whole point. They've been vetted by the Heritage Foundation for precisely those kinds well, of that's, decisions. Well, that's not the only, that's not the only um, direction that they're going. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm just—I'm making the argument— Well, they're also mostly white dudes. There's that. I'm, I'm making the argument that he is having a profound impact while everybody's watching the— Interesting story about whether he was with a porn star or not. I'm saying that we are... I agree. He's causing a lot of damage. Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy was very good at terrorizing people because Mm -hmm. he would move to the next thing and get your friends and he would get Ronald Reagan. In fact, Nancy Reagan went to Ronald Reagan to get herself off the blacklist. Really? And that's actually how they met. So is that a story of Me Too? That she went to him, the powerful head of the Actors Guild, and... He had to help her get away from Joe McCarthy. I mean, yeah, I'm just I making argue, the argument yes. that it's a that it's a power play. So I'm saying that tr- Trump is really good at these power plays, and you don't always realize where he's going. And he doesn't maybe even know where he's going. But he, it's a constant stream in a direction that I think most progressives would probably be very terrified by. And I'm watching it, you know, as a Republican, watching the direction he's going in, and I I don't. I so, don't like it, but I'm making the argument. Why don't you like it? He's good at it. Uh, that's really the only well, point well, I'm making. Why don't you like it? Other than other than being, I don't want to go through the part by part. I'm trying to make a higher well, argument. No, I, 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 I'm trying to make the argument of no, you're I agree saying with you. why. You're right. Yeah. Why? Uh, you, you, you're right. He's causing, like you don't want to call it damage. But I don't because he's, he's done intentionally. It doesn't matter whether it's in, unintentional or intentional. Yes, it's still damage. Well, it's in a certain direction for conservative principles. And it's ruining things. Well, that's your opinion. Uh, yes, I suppose it is. Yeah. But so. on the other hand, like envir- <laughs> environmental, you know, clean water, re- re- you know, protections well, for we clean water. But we were arguing about whether drilling. Trump was effective yeah. or not. I'm not arguing the point, the content. I'm trying to argue that he's actually quite effective at it. And he's, he's, not, he's not as much of a buffoon as you would portray him, that in fact things oh, are oh, going oh, in that direction. Oh, oh, oh no, he's, he's absolutely a buffoon. That doesn't mean that the people he's put he's picked to like run things aren't doing a, a, a doing a, a lot to to like undo what the federal government does. Okay, hold on. I think that you're you're not giving him enough credit. Trump? Yes. Why am I not giving President Trump enough credit? 
Uh, we actually had an uh, email come in. Um, mm-hmm. I w- I've been uh, conversing with a uh, longtime listener, Johanna. Hi, Johanna. Hello, Johanna. <laughs> uh, and... Founding member of um, Valley Free Radio. Did exactly. you see her? Her name's up on the um, the founders line. Mm. I don't know if you know. Oh. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, one I, thing I that um, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, in her comments was uh, uh, she said, uh, "Is it is it Trump doing the bad things or or these these dumb things or just the people behind him?" And I say both. There are some I things think he's instrumental in this. Yeah, there are some things that um that they're pushing that he's pushing that is clearly on a Trump agenda. Um and he's and he's pretty effective at at doing it in in whatever way that he can. The like the a lot of people, a lot of other leaders probably the the wall thing would have just dropped off. Like it's it's a non-issue. It's not happening, but it's still in the conversation, and it's still sometimes popping up in legislation. There is um, the uh, the way that he's treating um, immigration and things like that. I I think that that is more of a Trump thing. Uh, just like just like a lot of people, um, a lot of people didn't give uh, Bush too a lot of credit. Like people thought that he that he was pretty dumb no, kind of a beer drinking yeah he's funny not guy dumb. people oh. did underestimate yeah him. and so i think and he liked it yeah i i in on the one hand yeah he's doing things that are ruining everything i completely agree but the 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 question of is he effective at doing what he wants to do he's it's it's pretty effective at ruining things, which is clearly what he wants to do. Well, drilling so, off all the coastal waters. Exactly. Opening up opening up stuff for big business. The like mines over can and dump over. back into the rivers. Exactly. All um, that stuff. He's already the natural, dismantled all that. The, right. the, uh, the public lands being being opened up by Zinke. Yep. Um, it, Rolling back national, mo- you know, exactly. national monuments. Bears ear. Yeah. Yep, that bears is ear. incredibly mm-hmm. effective in using the, the executive office to do a major amount of damage. Yeah. Muzzling the, the, yeah. the CDC. So that's not a buffoon. Taking the grizzly bears off um, the endangered, well, li- the protected list in Yellowstone National Park. Buffoonery doesn't mean that he can't do a lot of damage. When you let a buffoon make decisions, it's going to cause damage. That's that's. I'm arguing it's more it's more logical than yeah I one mean, would think. It's not it's not just random. I think what the thing that you're arguing is chaos versus versus order. Like he's is well, chaos he a, theory is can get a lot a, done. Is he a bull in a china shop? I think that's what I'm getting from from what you're saying, Mike. I'm saying Trump personally, as 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 an actual individual operating, is a bull in a china shop. He is, you know, scattered. He runs around. Like the things he keeps talking about are things that haven't happened. We don't have a wall. We don't actually have a Muslim ban. We didn't actually repeal Obamacare. You know, the things he he went for full full guns blazing. He didn't get. But he hasn't stopped trying, and he's going to continue to. And this right. is year and one. Right, and I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps well, failing. Is the but on the other hand, the people he's put in charge, the people, the, you know, the, 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 the Look at the people that went to work for him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's put people like Rex Tillerson in charge of the State Department and then not bothered Which to stop. Which is pretty up. effective. Yeah, it's just very effective. Yes. Um, I, 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 I'm not saying that he hasn't done anything. I'm saying... He's made some decisions and put people in charge, and they're running around doing 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 damage. And he's continuing to be 
you know, an obnoxious boor on Twitter. Yeah. Well, true. Well, I think one of the other things you're missing is that he's a shapeshifter. He does not care. He's not he, he principled. That's true. And so what he'll do is if it makes sense for him on this point to go somewhere else, he does. And that's I think that's what confuses people. It's sort of like he's he's a very... I wouldn't say the word treacherous, but that's what it is. It's actually a treacherous. He's utterly fickle. I would, I would yeah. say treacherous. He, yeah. he, he, he is he is treacherous in that he is he is completely fickle. All he cares about is positive feedback. He wants to get people saying good things to him, and he wants to get people are not good saying good things about the tax bill, but he wanted it big time, and he got it. Mm, uh, I mean, the right people are. I think uh, really like just listening to the and he goes you know he goes to his base and his base loves him. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the I mean the two things I'm thinking about right now is something that you said um, about being a bull in a china shop. Like yes, that breaks China. But does the bull want to break the china? Uh, I think Trump does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so a, that means that's he's a good effective point. at it. I mean, that's the okay. that's the thing. That that's that's what I would, that I think that's what because he does want to dismantle government. Yeah. If he can, and, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. And I say treacherous because um, he's 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 very good at getting people to like him, a, a select people or fear him or or fear him. Yeah. yeah. Um. He he is he does have um a I'm. A, I'm sorry. A certain <laughs> set of skills. <laughs> he does have skills in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendy, I see you looking at me. Oh. <laughs> um, Wendy outside. Uh, yeah, getting ready for our next show, subculture. Uh, can't believe what you just a, said, John. Or she, yeah, <laughs> she just gave me the the worst look. Yeah, the hairy eyeball. <laughs> like, are you serious? Um. But yeah, um, he's he's very good at at manipulation in certain in certain respects he so beat 16 strong republican candidates and hillary clinton yeah 16 uh, strong uh, i don't think he beat 16 strong republican um candidates. relatively strong like, well the, the he, slate into 2016 was horrible yeah none of them were strong yeah <laughs> i mean honestly if you look at some of their poll numbers and the money they had they were actually quite strong yeah some of them yeah but like I'm Huckabee saying he wasn't. But know? he got all 16 of them. I just think that you you can't just dismiss it. If you dismiss it, I think you're making a mistake. Mm. Maybe I should leave it at that. And you know, it's it's a it's a power thing. I like I, I like strong and powerful people. I don't like him, but I understand and recognize when somebody knows how to use power and he knows how to use it. Well, like that he, handshake. He knows how to break <laughs> things. Well, you know the the Trump handshake. Yeah, yeah, the whole like grab them and pull them towards you and everything. Yeah, um it's, it's giving it, giving him control over the, over the situation. It's That's called winning much. by intimidation. That's yeah. yes, yes, and it is a classic tactic of. And you can read it in powerful his book. men. I'll yeah, leave it at it's, that. It's, <laughs> it's utterly predictable too. Yeah. So, I, and I should say, powerful woman. I had a a boss once, very tall woman, who was running a for profit organization, um, very successful. And I went in to interview with her, and she leaned back in her chair. And put her feet up on her desk, sort of right in my face. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I was very nice. I did get the uh, internship. But, you know, that is a tactic. And I get it. you can't say people are just idiots or bullies or whatever. It is a tactic used in service to an outcome that they want. And that's my opinion. Uh, he, we have, sorry, he, I, he still behaves idiotically, even if he's good at, like, this particular sort of thing. 
doesn't oh, totally. change anything. Yeah, both are true. That's yeah. the thing. So uh, I just wanted to give an update on net neutrality. Yes, please. Uh, since we only have like a minute left, um, I just got this email from the uh, from Fight for the Future. Um, the we there are fifty senators signed up for uh a re- for the con- for a congressional review act to to block the FCC. Oh, that must be um, at least one Republican then. Yes, uh, <laughs> Collins. Oh, Susan actually. Collins. Uh, they need I'm one more. McCain isn't on there. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, he's uh, sick. But uh, waylaid Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana has said that he is completely undecided. So they're trying to to woo him but one more senator one more republican senator and they can actually bring bring it to a vote oh, uh, interesting it, it probably it, it and it probably won't you know pass the house but still it's that would be a huge get for for people who are trying to support net neutrality did you hear what stefan was saying last week i don't know if you heard him say that whatever happens it creates this um political um it it like puts it on the mm-hmm. on the chart kind of yeah it'll that's put it really on the, important yeah to, even if it fails the first time that the congress needs to exactly act. yeah i thought that was interesting because yeah. i hadn't thought of that well i mean if you have the vote and you actually get the senate to actually put it on the record that means it could become a an issue for 2018 mm-hmm. yeah so i just want to give everybody an update on oh, that. oh that's good yeah. to know that's well, great and we'll see if that makes any difference in the special election coming up in pennsylvania in what three weeks yeah something like that yeah republican and no Democrat. march it's coming up in march western so more than three weeks, western but. pennsylvania yeah, yeah. i have that fellow's name somewhere on my side but yeah, yeah they're thinking that may go down that yeah. the republican may lose there so well i i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't since the Republicans have long controlled that seat by huge margins. But, you know, it'll certainly be much more of a contest than it would otherwise be. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun to watch. So, so. anyway, we do need to wrap up uh, a wonderful music program called Subcultures coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, you should all stay tuned for that. Some march in Greenfield tomorrow, Women's March, I think. Yes, I, yeah. I think so. Uh, I think there's also planned for, to be one here in Northampton, and I know there's definitely one in Boston yeah. uh, because it, it will be an an- the first anniversary of Trump's inauguration into office. And in Washington, there was a March for Life today, the Women's March that took place last year, too. Yeah, and the and President Trump actually gave a video address to them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he didn't show up in person, but he, he, he participated remotely, so... Sorry, I digress. <laughs> yeah, embarrassing. Anyway, um, that's all tonight for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more next week. I uh, hope you'll join us then. Until then, good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.